beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. Today we are going to be looking at the faith of the noble man. You know this way, the seven miracle of Jesus was the miracle that Jesus did for the noble man. Amen to Jesus. Mm. Alright, so we are looking at the faith of the noble man. What examine is faith you know, when we started off, we understood that uh, basically the people in Canaan of Galilee and even the Israelites back there, they operated with the uh, point of contact faith, amen, the sign faith, you know, said they say sign, we believe. And uh, we wanted to find out, as it's in our course of our study, if the noble man also operated in that kind of faith, praise God forevermore. So today we're going to be looking at this particular faith. You know, we looked at uh, the centurion's faith, but then we've not looked at the centurion's faith, but we're speaking in all of our studies. We understood that when the centurion operated in the kind of faith he operated in, oh, Jesus was like, I've never seen such kind of faith. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, so we're going to be looking at this individual faith that in these healings, praise God forevermore. We understood that. Uh, in the first miracle of Jesus, was actually Mary that had faith in Jesus. So the people, the, the, the people were the, 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 the guests at the feast, and everybody in the feast were beneficiaries of the faith of Mary. I want to say that that we experience in church more often. The members are beneficiaries of the faith of the pastor. So Mary was likened to the man of God there, and the members were likened the the um, um, the people in the feast. Like him to the church member, this is what we see every day. And I said that it's not a very ideal kind of thing, and uh, ideal kind of thing for us to be dependent on the faith of the man of God, amen. To Jesus, we all have to have a to study that. So, I'm going to be looking at the faith of this noble man, amen. We understood the faith of Mary that was the desire to solve the miracle, solve the problem that made her through Jesus, not basically because she needed as it were a miracle, but combined into a miracle. So I'm going to be looking at the different things so that we can see where we are. Are you getting what I'm saying? And grow where we have to grow. The purpose of everything that God allows us that way is for us to grow. It's for us to grow. That's all. God is more concerned about our growth than us receiving in both the miracle. God is very much concerned about our growth. Amen. So everything that comes our way is for our growth. I'm talking to the Lord and I was like, Lord, this place you have brought me to, just know that it's not easy for me. Sometimes you you have finished your humility test. And I say, God, it's not easy for me. But in any way, I thank you. And Lord began to make me understand. You, you, you. I began to understand something like, wow, some things are, some puzzles are fitting. I you know what I'm saying? All right. And so, but every of these amounts to our growth. So when we study this um, um, miracles of Jesus, let us see ourselves. Where we like, you know. After studying the, the last study, I, I stopped. I stopped that point of contact. I you know, I was able to be when, when I came. I say, ah, God will do it for this. He did for me. You are around to me that God has done it for. You are sure to get the miracle. But after that, I remember uh, in uh, some days ago, when I was just you know in the farm, I was just saying, what God is said to do for me, I did not see. Years have not heard. 
Then as he entered into the heart of men, what the Lord said, that scripture became real to me last week. So that is my line of prayer. It's not God, what you are doing for my brother, I do for me. Or God has done a miracle for someone. No, what God is said to do for me. Is it has not been seen, it has not been heard, it has not been what? Uh, conceived in the heart. I said, but it has been revealed by the Spirit. So, seeing that I've been by the Spirit, my job is to keep incubating and working with the Spirit. Praise God forevermore. To see the manifestation of what the Lord is sent to praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Right, so, looking at the faith of the noble man, earlier on in this study, we understood that the noble man had faith that Jesus will heal his son. That's why he came. I get what I'm saying. Now, if he didn't have faith that Jesus will heal his son, he will not come. Now, we need to understand something that everybody that approached Jesus for a miracle had faith. Are you getting me? Blind Are you getting me? The, 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 the woman with the issue of blood had feet. The nobleman had feet. The centurion had feet. Every person who approached Jesus for a miracle, they actually had what? Feet. So there was no faithless man approaching Jesus. The woman who approached him for the healing of her daughter, she had feet. Because her feet was a very, very challenging feet. A feet that can challenge the Lord. When the Lord says, hey, don't give the food that belongs to me. To children, to dogs, and she said, Ah, you are right, my lord, but remember also the dog is from the front. So don't give me food, give me crumbs. The Lord said, This one is a is an importunous woman. So they all had feet. Are we together? Every kind of God has feet. That's why we have all been just the Lord has just wanted everyone of us, the measure of God. We've all been given the measure of faith. So you can't say I'm fitness, no. What is what need to know, what you need to do is to know the faith you have to operate in part time. Are you gonna say? Aha. Uh-huh. If God wants your faith level to change and you remain where you are, it's not going to be helpful to you. Praise God forevermore. Now, although in his time, many generations feet from the stories they heard of Jesus' miracles and the feast in Jerusalem. So that was where many were generating their feet from. The miracle Jesus did in the feast in Jerusalem, the miracle he did at the wedding feast in Canaan of Galilee, and the testimony of the Samaritan woman. In his time, because it was a Galilean, in the sun, people generated their faith from these three sources. The miracle Jesus did at the, at the feast in Jerusalem, the miracle did at the wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the testimony of the woman, you know, the prophetic encounter she had. Praise God. So many people around in this time developed their faith from here. Amen to Jesus. Now, this is point of contact faith. It's also called sign faith. Yeah, we have learned that last week. Praise God forevermore. I'm not saying it's wrong. Are you getting me? I'm not saying it's bad. Are you getting me? But it's something we need to go beyond. Amen to Jesus. But we understood that Abraham did not walk in point of contact with Amen. Now, this truth is glaring in the response given by Jesus to him in verse 48. That says, Then Jesus said unto him, Except he sees signs and wonders, he will not believe. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so. Jesus is speaking on a general and specific note here. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he comes and he says, you, you all see signs and wonders. You won't believe. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so Jesus very well understood and knew that the people, their belief system was based on what they saw. They all were point of contact faith kind of people. Are you getting what I'm saying? If I was that serious at the point in time, the Jews asked Jesus, they said, what work do you do? And that translation makes it clear to receive They ask him, What miracle will you do for us? I think some of them, I won't give you any miracle. <laughs> I won't give you any miracle. And he began to hit the um, trash there and said, 
He stopped it there. Thomas, you can't continue that kind of life. But it's not it's so painful that even after Thomas learned his lesson, we, thousands of years after Thomas, have still not learned the lesson. And so we still want to see God do something before we believe God. He has to do something. So what differentiates us from the Jews that ask Jesus, what work do you do? And as Paul was speaking, he said the Jews seek a sign, and the Greeks seek knowledge. But Jesus is for the wisdom and the, word and the power of God. Now, so, as a new creation, we do not seek signs. We do not seek knowledge. What do we seek? We seek Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because we seek Jesus, we have the fullness of signs and Lord, we and his wisdom are working on. When we look at the church, we have a divided opinion in the church. We have a set of Christians who are sign seekers. They want to see something. You see where the message is going on. They are sick. Or they are getting bored. But what's the, the deliverance session, the miracle session, and the prophetic session start? You surprise the way the sleep will disappear. Surprise the way the drowsiness will disappear. They are all blue. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's the Jew kind of Christian. And then the Greek kind of Christians, they all, all they want is exegesis. Um, Revelation, Revelation, you get what I'm Now, so by the end of the day, you see that if when you, when you come to the Greek Christian and you start doing the and working in the miracle of the prophetic, they get bored. They get bored. They get bored. But once you start exiting, they can start, they can sit down to visit the exiting for the next two hours, three hours. This approach is in balance. I get what I'm saying. Jesus is the fullness of God, the power and the wisdom of God. Now, so basically, those who are operating in Jew Christian kind of approach, in Greek Christian kind of approach, they're actually not operating in this kind of creative thing. Because if you are operating in creative thing, you don't need to seek a you don't need to see a sign before you believe the God. I get what I'm saying. You don't need to hear an exigence, a deep cutting exigence before you also do what? Believe the word of God. I get what I'm saying. Why do I need to do the exegetical study on healing before you believe in healing? I get what I'm saying. Are we together? You need to do the analysis and I you know before you believe in healing. I remember I was listening to somebody and he was teaching on a topic I think it was wonders of God or whatever, and he was writing on the board that we many, 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 many talking and it's good, I'm not against it, but this kind of topic is not a theoretical topic. You know, we have theory in school and we have practicals. I was talking to um, uh, a technician and he told me he's in a technical school. He said, I'm not giving them a technical school skills. And he said, it's involving. He said, but thank God he's, he's a technician. He does the job. He says, he's doing practical in his workshop. He said, but if you go there, they'll tell you, transform this, transform that. China, he said, you'll be just kidding. He said, I'm going to do it. I said, are you kidding me? So that's the joke. I was really amazed to hear that. That technical school is doing theory. So why are you going to technical school? It, it, it makes us understand that there are some things that are not theoretical, they are technical, they are practical. Are you getting what I'm saying? You practicalize. The revelation of Christ is the balance of the theory and the practical. That's the mission of Christ. And so if you are only looking for exigences, 
as a Greek Christian, we are only looking for a sign as a Jew Christian. You are actually not operating in the faith that God wants you to operate in. Are you going to say? Yeah, all right. Praise God forevermore. All right. So, in this local man, we see a faith without signs and wonders. In this man, we see a faith without what? Signs and wonders. He didn't see any signs. He didn't see any wonder. Are you going to say? But he operated in the faith, in the creative, inventive, and innovative faith. The creative, inventive, and innovative faith is a faith that operates without seeing any sign or any wonder initially. Are we together? Pray Jesus forevermore. Amen. And this is one thing we need to understand seriously. We need to understand it seriously. That's one thing we need to really understand. You see, uh, when God created the heaven, and, and, and when God created the earth, are we together? Um, that would say the earth was without form, and it was void, and darkness was upon the world, face of the deep. Now, so basically, God saw nothing that he could use to create what he had in his mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? There was no sign of life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, what was happening was that in that situation, what happened was that the earth was submerged in water. We know that underneath the earth is water. In fact, we actually, I, I was watching this documentary and they're saying that we have began to drain too much of the on, uh, underneath water, under the earth, water underneath the earth. And we are draining so much of it. And the, the, we are getting to a situation where we, the oceans, we start over uh, flooding their banks because we are over draining the water under the earth. It's affecting the oceans. And I was like, oh, that's wonderful. It's part of the end times. You see, drink the water, and I won't wait to. Amen. All right. And so the next is underneath the abyss. The abyss, they are water bodies that when you open up, that was open up the time of Noah. The abyss opened up. And that flood, that kind of flood cannot come directly, you know. The abyss opened up. When you see those abyss, the water that come out, they supply the oceans. All right. And so the earth was actually submerged in the water. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then there was darkness over the water. So this double tragedy for the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there was no sign that was available for God to create anything. At least if God has seen the earth showing on the just if the water was just a little over the earth, or the water was just over the earth, and God would have okay, so let's bring the head out of the water. But now the issue was that that is over the water, water covered the earth. Double tragedy. And God, from that situation where there was no sign of life, no sign of anything that could be used to create, He created the earth. That's why this faith does not need a sign. It doesn't need a point of contact. All it needs is God's word. Genesis 1 verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. All this faith needs is the word of God. As simple as that. I hear what I'm saying. That's all it needs. That's what this kind of faith needs. But point of contact is, if you bring it to the Genesis chapter 1 situation, it will just walk away from the situation. I hear what I'm saying. 
That's our point of contact phase. When it comes face to face with the real situations where you need the creative power of God to work, it can't do nothing. To just work in it. Because for it, there's no movement. The point of contact phase can always get to the point where it gets, becomes hopeless. I hear of it. But the creative, innovative, and inventive faith, which is God, the Bible says, have faith in God. That's in James. Original Greek says, have the faith of God. That's the very faith of God. The faith of God does not get to a situation that, if our situation becomes hopeless, that's when the faith of God is excited. Because it brings hope out of hopeless situation. Are we together? Praise God, praise God. And this um, faith of God is superior to one which depends on uh, signs and things you can see. Are you getting what I'm saying? The faith of God is always superior to the point of contact faith. And the earlier Christians start realizing this, the better for them. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, when we we'll be talking about faith, 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 I've never really seen faith in this life. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, we've talked about it in some of our teachings in the past. I, I praise God. When we, when we hear the subject of it, we, we've always learned that you should not have faith in faith. You should have faith in God. I, I thought that a while ago. You know, don't have faith in faith. Have faith in God. And in fact, don't just have faith in God. Have the faith of God. Because the Bible says, have, have the faith of God. Praise God. So it's actually the faith that He gives us to use the word trust Him. That's the beautiful about faith. Praise God. So this faith is actually creative, inventive, and innovative. If it is not this faith, then it is not the faith of God. So this point of contact faith is a figment of our imagination. I get what I'm saying. It's actually our own faith that has, we have we have grouped over the years. <laughs> Are you getting me? We have grouped because we know we have revelation faith and we have sexual faith. Revelation faith is the faith of God. Sexual faith is is based on our passions, and this is what point of contact faith is. Five senses, what you see somebody, God did for somebody, you believe God for it, and uh, you, are, you believe that that has going to work, and uh, you, you see, amen, we believe God, that uh, all right, we're fine. But that's the, 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 the hallmark of it, praise God for the Lord. Now, the, the, the noble man's faith came from believing in Jesus and his word, who is the word of God, which is the right source of faith. So his faith came from what? Believing in Jesus. And then believing in the words that Jesus spoke. Jesus spoke, so, says something, the words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. I like the way um, one of my um, um, leaders in uh, fellowship used to say, says, the words I speak, speak to you, they are life-giving spirits. I like the way he puts it that way. They are life-giving spirits. Wow. They are not just words. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are not just... Um, um, the word of words, illusionary, the word of God, um, they're not, it's not tangible, they're not physical, like you know what I'm saying, they're not just intangible, the words that Jesus speaks are spirits and life, that means they're life-giving spirits, praise the Lord forevermore, and so when your faith is built on that word, that means you have received the life-giving spirit of God, I you know what I'm saying, and the Bible says the, the, the flesh, uh, the letter killeth, but the word, but the spirit giveth life. So the Bible says in Romans 3 verse 17, it says, So then faith cometh by what? Hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This 
of where this noble man generated this faith from. The world of God. Not just the, the world. See, the world made flesh believing in himself. Now, so we need to understand. Imagine people who saw the world made flesh and he releasing himself to you through words and you still cannot believe. Then there's a serious problem. Are you going to see? There's a serious problem. That's the source of faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. The word of God. John chapter 1 verse 16 in the beginning, John chapter 1 verse in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So Jesus is God. Jesus is the word who is God. And then he releases himself to his mouth. Now, every word, that's what he just said, the words that speak are spirit and word, like, because every word he spoke was himself released. The Bible was on it. Every word he spoke was himself released. You see, why the disciples would do, do great things was that they spent three and a half years receiving Jesus, releasing himself to us. You get what I'm saying? Every word he spoke was himself he released. <laughs> Amen to Jesus. Go thy way, thy son live. You know, I've released myself. I've released myself. You see, one thing they did not understand was that Jesus was not still limited by location. When he resurrected, he passed through walls. We feel that that was when he became omnipresent. We feel that that was when he was not limited by locations. When he resurrected because of the past through walls and every of that. That was one of the time he actually became unlimited to walls. He was unlimited to walls from the beginning. It was unlimited from the beginning. Walls were not limited to because every time he spoke, he was releasing himself. So he speaks and he releases himself. The noble man's son is at home sick. He speaks and he releases himself. And that moment, he himself goes and heals the noble man's son. And they are going to do. So, so the other was he moved to live, he did a nomadic ministry. But if he didn't want to do a nomadic ministry, he would have still stayed in one point and still want to release himself and perform the rounds. What we are enjoying today, seeing staying in one location and speaking the word of God and miracles are happening. Jesus, he did it. Go, thy son did it. He did it. I get what I'm He did the same thing. He did the same thing. So, the word of God has never been limited from creation. And it will never be limited. Jesus moved from one place to the other because he wanted a physical encounter with people. But had he wanted to stay in one location and release the word, he would have released the word. He would have released himself and go and do the work of Amen to Jesus. So, we need to understand things very well because it's going to help us as we walk with the Lord. It's going to help us seriously as we walk, as we walk with the Lord. It's going to help us as we walk with the Lord. Um, over the years, the church has emphasized so much on point of contact faith that we have lost touch of the real faith of God, the creative faith of God, the innovative faith of God. And so, we don't even know what God is about to do. And that's one of the greatest challenges we've had. 
Amen, Jesus. But I believe this teaching is going to be expounding another world. So we cannot start trusting God by His word. Just believing His word, holding on to His word. And you get what I'm saying? Just holding on to His word. Holding on to His word. Just holding on to His word. Amen. The point of contact faith is also known as sign faith. I said that. It may be misleading if it is superficial. Are we together? It may be misleading if it is superficial, shallow, and it's not grounded in a moral commitment to Jesus. Um, you see, when spread of contact faith is superficial, because people would say, ah, God did it for him, did it for him. It's a level of understanding. But you must grow past that level. And over the years, you've stayed on that level. And some people have grown, you see, many people have a point of contact with God, they don't have a, a, a solid relationship with the Lord Jesus. They don't have a moral commitment to Jesus. Are you know what I'm saying? They are just believing God to do what He did for their brother, for them. And God needs our commitment more than He needs us to get a miracle. Are you know what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says, draw nigh to God. And he wants draw nigh to you. Why is that so? God is never far from us. We are the ones that drew far from him. So the closer we come to him, the more closer he looks like he is to us. But he never shifted position. We never shifted position. God wants us to be committed to him. He loves our commitment. Why? Because the more we stay committed to him, the more we understand the operations of his faith. I get what I'm saying. But the less we are committed to God, the more we are more sensual in our faith operation. And so point of what that faith now begins to operate in a superficial way, in a, in a shallow way, and it is not grounded. You don't begin to believe God and believe God. And you hear me say, I'm faithing it, I'm faithing it, I'm faithing it, I'm faithing What are you faithing, sir? What are you faithing, man? Yeah, I'm believing God. I should give it to my prayer for me. Those of those people, listen to those statements. Why are you going deep into the lives of these people? discover that they are not committed to the Lord. They don't have a solid relationship with the Lord. Praise God, Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so that's why it's very, very extremely important that we must move beyond this point of contact faith. We must move beyond it. Oh, the church has to leave this level. We have stayed too long on this level. We have to leave it. God cannot do the individual things we want to do in our lives again because we are all searching our life to follow the pattern of the life of others. Like a good idea, but when they see you are in ministry, and if he's not following this pattern, they say, No, no, you are not called. Oh, no, no, you are not doing right. I remember I listened to a minister after I said, Give her the formula. Only thing is saying, If you do that, you should get right. You know, they're just, you know, they have formulas already. They have formulas. I think God is not mathematics. Don't try to solve him. Simply obey. God gave me this. Um, this um, statement some years ago. God is not mathematics. Don't try to stop him. Simply obey him. When we have begun to bring formulas for God, we are beginning to reduce God to mathematical equations. When we have begun to bring principles for the way of God, we have begun to reduce God to physics and chemistry because we all operate on principles. And they said they, they say these are the fundamentals. The fundamental of God is faith. Yes. And faith is commitment to God, working with Him and following Him and allowing Him to do what He wants to do in your life. 
That's for that's the fundamental of God. Now, so how God based on his faith he has released to you, what for gratitude is dependent on him, not on you, and not on the principles that men have put in place. Like I always say, how do you, what is the what is the, uh, the, the principle for ministry? What may be told the servants, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. What is the principle for life? The same thing, what may be told the servant, the servant. Whatsoever he tells you to do what? Do it. That's a principle for life. And this is where this is where creative, inventive, and innovative faith comes in. When you can work with the Lord and God can create what is created. He can create the precedent he wants to create. He can create the, the ideology he wants to create. He can create the identity he wants to create. God has a precedent he wants to create to everybody. God has an ideology he wants to create to everybody. God has an identity he wants to create to everybody. Now, if you don't allow, if you don't work with this thing he has given to you, you will lose that precedence, you will lose that ideology, and you will lose that identity. So many people have become photocopies and prototypes Whereas they should have been their original. And when the Lord loves you so much, I'm not saying he hates any of us. He will make sure that all your all your attempts to use point of contact with to photocopy what somebody else has done, he will foil it. So that you bring out what he wants to bring out. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. The Jews had the sign faith, which was superficial. That was why at the slightest discomfort, the moment in the wilderness. And in the little absence of Moses, the man of God, they began to worship idols. Is that not so? Point of contact faith, superficial faith. Superficial faith. At the slightest discomfort, you see people with point of contact faith, they start, that's when they, 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 they withdraw their commitment to the Lord. They say, We have been serving the Lord for longer, we are not steady for serving Him. You begin to hear different, different things. You hear different complaints, different memories, different, 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 different things. You hear all manner of things. Because point of contact faith can never take you to a point of commitment to the Lord. It keeps on a superficial level. And. In the absence of the man of God, you start doing drama. I remember um, there was a great man of God in Nigeria who was passed on. When the man of God is in church, when on Sunday, you see the church is full. And it was always shocking. But once it travels, oh, number goes down. So people were actually coming for the man of God, not coming for the Lord. You see, that is one point of contact it can do. When the children of Israel, when Moses just went for 40 days, 40 days, they came and said, hey, Lord, who would be worshipping that? <laughs> who would be worshipping that? You know we must worship. I think we are worshipping. You see, when I hear that word, worship us sometimes, I have to be careful. Because worship us can worship you, anything. Uh-huh. So you can't just say, I'm a worshiper. No, say, that guy's a worshiper. No, I'm not that guy's a worshiper. You want to see your soul to worship You need to know what and who is worshiping. Are you not saying? We cannot say without worship. 40 days without worship. No, we are used to worship our lifestyle. And, and in Moses, a man of God, they are actually worshiping him. They are not worshiping Yahweh. 
It was the one they were seeing, and, were, and you know the funny thing, they worship him and, and, and trouble him. As I said, I learned over, over the years, I will never stand in the position for people to worship me. Hey, you don't like me because I'm doing I like him like that. He doesn't pray, he doesn't pray. I, I, I mean, said I will pray for the prayer, I will pray now. No, before you say that, I pray. I believe that. I'm not saying, God, I'm not saying, 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 I'm who is your who is all Lord? But they have only seen you, so they cannot see anyone other than you. They will look for something other than you. So they ask me this. They ask me, who will be worshiping now? We can't just be saying that three days now without worship. <laughs> we can't be saying that now without worship. You know, so what do we do now? Wait for Moses to come down. Moses! But today he says, you know, he says, that I don't know who will not see me again. I can't just do something that will come. And they will get the word of worship. I cannot see have a problem with this kind of thing. It, it makes you every time look up for an idol. When you look for something based on which a physical self which you believe God, that sign has actually become your idol. That's what I've always said. I said many years ago, a lot of me, a lot of years ago, don't have faith in faith, have faith in God. I don't know. The point of contact is the base on which you draw God. It's actually that point of contact that has become your mediator. And that would say there's definitely now a mediator between men and God, the man prayer Jesus. Now, Jesus is going to be your mediator. Now, you have used the point of contact. That thing God did for somebody as your mediator. At the end of the day, it has become an idol for you that you are using as a means to get to God. And before you know it, you begin to lose touch of your relationship with the Lord. Praise God forevermore. The reason why the children of Israel fell for this was because they only knew the acts of God, but they did not know the God of the acts. They knew the acts of God, but they didn't know the God of the acts. Now, same applies to many saints in church today. Psalm 103, verse 7, the Bible speaks, it says, He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Now, God chose, what was the choice? I will show my way to Moses, and I will show my way to the children of Israel. I get what I'm saying. And you have to such a situation. You say, okay, because Moses was a leader. Fine, because he was a leader, yes. But number two, it was also because Moses desired God. Remember, he told the Lord, he said, Lord, show me thy glory. None of Israel Israel wanted to see the glory of God. All he wanted to see was what? The act. And we have a generation of Christians today who are just care about the act, they don't care about the glory. They don't care about knowing the Lord. They just care about give us some miracles and let's go. Distribute the miracle, let's go. Share the toughness for us, let's go. Share the candies, let's go. We have candy Christians today. Candy Christians. We come to church on Sunday for candy to be shared. We share the candy. The candy is miracle. And we go. That's why we are declaring prophetic babies. Everybody is jumping for his candy. Not a generation of babies that just are concerned about candies and toffees and biscuits. Point of contact with, point of contact with, point of contact with, point of contact with. But what Moses desired God. You see, even when from it, from, from, from 40, when he killed the Egyptian, he believed was in the game. He had a design that God held on to. Let me 
tell you something. God doesn't just choose people for assignments if they don't have a desire in their life. I get what I'm saying. Desire to, to, to preach the gospel from about the age of six. Are you getting what I'm saying? There was a desire in that life. Are you getting me? There was a desire. Sometimes desire may be very little and God now fears it. But if there's no desire at all, what is not going to do? He's not going to make a misfit. When he told Peter, follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men, you're a fisherman. He now starts fishing men. There must be some level of desire. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so, and that desire is what gravitates us towards the Lord. Amen. So the people of David, Moses was gravitated towards the Lord. The, the deliberate mentality was there. He, as he killed the Egyptian, they pursued him. He, went, um, he left the Ezavi. He went to to um, 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 to where he saw Jethro's daughter and uh, tried to prevent her. And they, some men were trying to prevent him from fetching water. I like the super books. He said. Um, I am, uh, I, am an, I am an angry man, and I come in, my, my, my horse is not very friendly. You know, they put it something like that. So when they saw him, they were, they were, they had to go with me. So he had this deliberate heart. You, they just chased you out of town because you are trying to deliver somebody. And you are mentally to a new town, and you have not even stepped your foot on the ground, and you are still trying to deliver from That was what God came after. And that was the reason why God showed him his way, because why? He was following the wrong way to deliver. So God had to show him his way to deliver. Are you not saying? But the people that were to be delivered, they never thought of themselves as deliverers. <laughs> and the Bible says, and saviors shall come out of Zion. Saviors. Saviors. That means among those people, there were many saviors. One of them set themselves as slaves, as defeated, not me. Joshua saw himself as a savior. Caleb saw himself as a savior. That was why when they went to send them as spies, they came out with a good report. Why? Because they saw themselves as saviors. But in many times, they saw themselves as defeated nonsense. That's what I'm saying. So, when God shows you your way, because your heart desire is in tune. I was looking to someone and I was like, my son, you have to ask yourself, it's a distress. I said, why are you calling that? Come on, come back. He said, I said, don't use those kind of words. I said, he has strong will. Expose him to the word of God. I said, because that strong will there is allowed by the Lord so that he can be able to achieve great things. When the word of God now comes to fine tune the strong will, he will start doing great things. The desire is there. And God now shows his way so that what the desire cannot come to pass in his way. So that's how we expose our prayer to the word of God. Because the Bible says, I told you, I said, three years is running the house of child. But the Lord of the proof brings what wisdom to the child. That's why we expose our children to the word of God, right? Because the Bible says foolishness is born in the heart of the child. The Bible said, in sin, my mother conceived me, I was shaped in what? iniquity. That is the nature of the fallen man. So, but we expose them to the word of God. So, God, by God, showed them his way. And that's why it's that desire through his way to his way. That was the way to Moses. Was Moses the only Egyptian? No. Where were you that people? I did not see them. Even they were self. Even made them. They said, I said, no. How come we should not? Is that not so? All of them thought that they were just slaves. Nobody thought himself as a believer. Are we together? Praise God to evermore. And this, this mentality is very dangerous. But that's what the church has suffered over the years. Over the years, the church has suffered it. And so we allow one man to know the way of God. And allow 
Accept so we know the act of God. God, show him your way. Show us your act. Let him come and give us the toughest. And you are going to go. <laughs> Amen to Jesus. This kind of faith is a popular and most predominant among people. And this was seen in the truth that many in Jerusalem have such faith. But Jesus, knowing their hearts, did not entrust himself to them. It is another problem. When does God have to be popular? It's predominant. Are you going to say? It's not like predominant. It's giving the toffee feet. Give me the uh, candy feet. Give me the biscuit feet. Are you going to say? That's what they call it. And if the Lord who gave my, my brother candy, shall give me candy in Jesus' name. The Lord who gave my brother toffee, shall give me toffee. That's what they call it. Are you going to say? But it's very predominant in the church. Uh, but Jesus knew that among human beings, he's done that. Jesus knowing this, he didn't trust himself there. If you look at John chapter 2, verse 23 24, it says, Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Many believed in his name when they did what? Saw the miracles which he did. So, if they didn't see the miracles he did, they would have believed in his name. So, personally, God does not believe miracles. You see, believe the Lord. You see, believe the Lord. You see, believe the Lord. You know, a man of God. Then we knew when we when I was. This always say. This always say. Amen. Hallelujah. This always say. He said, if Jesus comes down from heaven and says you and faith me, what is it? I think that is a lie. Not with at all. This Bible is not real. This miracle has seen is not real. You say you look at yours and say, I can't believe you at this point. <laughs> I believed you too long. I've seen the things. I can't believe you at this point. I will keep believing what I believe. Are you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about if, if in quote, God does not do any believe. You should believe that as well. I know. The people believe in the name of Jesus because they are done with miracles. The Bible says that the verse says, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. He didn't commit himself to them. Part of contact, I'm talking from experience, I mean, when you commit yourself to people who you the point of contact, you yield yourself. You yield yourself. You don't set up yourself for destruction. The same people who, who he, he gave bread to were the ones who shall death is Somebody was talking and he said, Listen, I was doing a study and um, somebody was uh, writing and said, It's not the Jews that actually crucified Jesus. That it was actually the Pharisees, the, the scribes, the, the political Judaist leaders that crucified him. It's not the everyday Jew. Because in, <laughs> it's not the everyday Jew. It's not the everyday Jew. It's not the people he gave bread to. That says, in fact, they were everything for him. But it was the Pharisees, the scribes, and the Sadducees that crucified him. I don't argue with you, but the fact is that they were still Jews. The scribes were Jews. The Pharisees were Jews. The Sadducees were Jews. Remember, they were enjoying the Baptist ministry when he was preaching, they were always there. Jesus' ministry, they were always allowed to. And when he was sharing, breaking five books and two things, they were there, they were submitting to our fishes. Let's see this is true. Let's see this is true. Let's see. 
this is very difficult. And I'm satisfied. Yeah. So Jesus knew men that men are predominantly sexual in faith and silence point of order to rent. So he never committed himself to them. He only believed him when he does a bear. I cannot see him. This verse makes us understand that Jesus will not commit himself to those who operate only on what point of contact faith. I cannot see him. But he will commit himself to those who operate on what creative, inventive, and innovative faith. Now, so who are wondering why Jesus is not committing himself to them? I cannot see he has given his life for you. I get what I'm saying. But for God to be committed, for Jesus to be committed to your matter, he must leave that point of contact with. I get what I'm saying. He must leave that point of contact with. That side faith. And go into God's conflict. And he belongs to him. Because he didn't commit himself. Then he won't commit himself now. To those who just are deaf to talk And um, can be. And this is. Are we together? As some of them, after they have said they want denomination for four years, they say there's no power there. They enter that denomination. Because the candidate you're looking for, they don't get. But you should have understood that you are not going to be seeking candy, you are supposed to be what? Seeking Christ. You're not going to be seeking Christ. And how will he commit himself to you when you are only after candy? Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Now, in view of this, you understand that God prefers faith in His word over faith in His wonders. Yes. God prefers what? Faith in His word over faith in His word wonders. But today, we prefer faith in God's wonders over faith in God's word. And faith in God's wonders is a pseudo kind of faith. Are you get what I'm saying? It's faith in His word that is real faith. Praise God forevermore. God may not always do wonders as we expect, but He has given and we always give His word, which always does wonders. We must expect the word. So we should not expect wonders every day. We should rather expect the word of God every day, which does wonders every day. So the where we are missing in church is that we have been expecting wonders. We have been expecting miracles. We have not been expecting the word. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent forth his word, and his word healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So while we have been expecting wonders, we have not been receiving the word, and we have not been seeing the wonders. But if we can expect the word, we will receive the word, and the word will work wonders in us. So we must wake up to this creative faith. Is the faith that expects the word. Bible says, I found thy word and I did eat them, and was a joy and rejoicing to my soul. That once we found that I did eat them, the joy and rejoicing my soul. The, 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 the expectation of the word. Are you know what I'm saying? When the Bible says, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off, we should understand what that expectation is the expectation of the word of God. Bible says, unto him is able to do a sin abundantly, or you can ask him or imagine. According to his word, his power that worketh in you. What is the power that works in you? The preachers of prophecy, the word of God is alive and powerful. The power that works in us is the word of God. So when we expect the word of God, we expect the wonders of God. But when we expect the wonders of God, 
We may be, we miss out both on the wonders and the world. Have it together. Praise God. Forever, I just read him Psalms. I don't know where to read Psalms. I'm reading Psalms. I get what I'm saying. Why? Because I must expect the word of God. I must intake the word of God. I must intake it. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. One reason why God prefers creative faith is that it makes the believer continuously learn how to receive, perceive, and metabolize the word of God. That's the reason why God prefers creative faith. Why? It makes the believer, it makes the sense. Continuously learn how to see, because we keep learning how to receive God's word. I get what I'm saying. We keep learning how to receive. Is it? Um, I've been teaching for at least over two decades by the grace of God, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I get what I'm saying. We need to learn how to receive the word of God. We have to continuously learn how to receive the word of God. How to perceive the word of God. And how to metabolize it, how to digest it. Are you getting what I'm saying? How to digest it. So, I, that once we found and I didn't want to eat there, that is the receiving. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it was in me enjoyment and rejoicing of myself. That is the metabolizing. Where you now digest the world. You know, this one that says, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, for thou shalt meditate upon it, thou shalt have upon it. But then you shall not observe to do all that is written in it, and then you shall not make that way prosperous, and then you shall not have all good success. You don't only have to receive the word, you must digest it, you must metabolize it. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. John the Beloved chose to record this particular miracle because it demonstrated that Jesus, who is the word of God, had the power to heal a dying child 20 miles away, and he still has the power to do the same for all who believe in Jesus. Believe in the world, believe in Jesus, not in the miracle results. Believe in him. And a, a, a child that was 20 miles away from him was healed. Your problem cannot be too powerful for Jesus to reach out when you believe in him. This is the faith that all believers should practice. That faith says, although we may not see the visible, we must trust God to do it. This is the faith we must practice. This is what the noble man practiced. And this, he was not yet, he was not born again, but he was already having a taste of the new creation kind of faith. What about we that brother? It's an insult to us to still keep living below this kind of faith. When men who do not have the, the, the covenant we have enjoyed this kind of faith. Amen to Jesus. Can I get questions? Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, 
Until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior, thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana, you can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. Or, send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. Thank you.